to you by Scott Clark Auto Group. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. This is NPR's Riverdale podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> That's just Jess, and I'm Nomi Burton. <laughs> Makes me think of the SNL skit. I sound more like a porn star than I do at NPR. NPR, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I could do a pretty good one. Um, we first want to shout out and say our condolences to everyone who was affected by the loss of Luke Perry. His family, his friends, the cast, the fans. It seems like the entire world was... That was so tragic. I was not expecting that. I'm like, oh, he had he suffered a stroke. He'll pull through. He's only 52. And then it was like the following week, massive stroke, and yeah. he's dead. That's Yeah, that's really sad. And it speaks so much to his um, character, all the, the great stories coming out about him. Um, there, Colin Hanks has a really fun story about he was on a plane on an overseas flight or something, and there's these kids that just were losing it. And finally, this man gets up towards the end of the flight and um, blows up a balloon and like hands it to them like they're they're a king. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kids stopped. And when they got off the plane, Colin Hanks realized that it was Luke Perry. So he started talking to him, and Luke was like, "Oh man, I love you in Fargo," and he's like, "I love you and everything." But he um, said, "Yeah, I always travel with balloons just in case." Oh my god! Like what? crazy like i just think that's such a cool story and he's such a you can tell when people are emphatic and thoughtful you know a good person if your fiance and ex-wife could be together in the same room Mm -hmm. for you with no problems yeah that is yeah that's true tells you a lot about a person and you see his um son is a wrestler Oh, no, I didn't. His son is turn, um, trying to be a pro wrestler, but like, you know, like WWE, not like um, not like a boxer like Archie, which is cool. It's kind of a cool, I think that's kind of a cool relation mm-hmm. uh, parallel to his real life. But his son is like this big curly. Well, he did. It was a couple years ago I saw this video. He's like a curly lion's hair mane of, mm-hmm. of hair. And he's, um, you know, like one of those WWE style wrestlers. And it's, it's just cool. What It's just such a loss and it's sad and it's uh, unexpected. Clear, yeah, unexpected. But it teaches you to try to live every day to the fullest and be nice to people. And I guess he's made such an impact on the whole staff and crew and uh, cast of Riverdale that, I mean, he was m- more than just a co-worker. He was a mentor to some people on the show. I'm sure because in, in – he has that experience of being that teen star that all these kids are being now and, and, and kind of the ride that that goes with. And man, Archie, KJ Appa kind of really does look like a young Luke Perry. It was really well casted. Um, but you know, I think they're very lucky to have worked with them while they did. And, um, hopefully they'll take those lessons going forward. Uh, but yeah, you just not tomorrow's never promised. I know it was just, I think, everybody was beyond shocked. I know you and I both were because we were texting and PMing each other and we were like, wait, what? Yeah. What just happened? Like we were, I think most people were thinking it was a hoax. So I was, well, when they said he had a stroke, I was worried because when it was a massive stroke, I mean, even if he did recover, he might've had a severe brain damage or something. And, and who knows how long it took them to find him. And, you know. Right. Well, I mean, when the reports first came out, it was just reported as a stroke. And then when they said that he passed away, that's when it came out as massive stroke. And I think that was more damage control than anything to make sure that people were not going to panic. Yeah. Well, as my boss was saying, they didn't say anything over the weekend was kind of 
ominous because usually it's like oh he's you know making oh i didn't memory. even think of that i was like okay he's good yeah Moving no, on. it seemed ominous we also want to shout out the prodigy we were sad about that. yes which means and i'm not trying to be dark or anything here but there's another one coming there's they comes in threes comes in three or so were who, those two and three i don't know i don't know who where's the, the one first. start yeah i don't know there needs to be a third one, unfortunately. There maybe there doesn't. Let's uh let's move on to have let's roll hey, let's roll into a happier experience of this podcast with Scott Clark Toyota. Yeah, we'll roll right into his place, Scottclark.com. If you're looking for a place to get a new or used vehicle, or even if you want to uh, get some maintenance done, you can schedule it right there on his website. He makes it super easy for you, Scottclark.com. Yeah. He's cool. Nailed yeah. it. Nailed it. All right. So let's get into this chapter 49, Firewalk With Me. I always wonder if, do people really do those firewalks and do they work? Like, remember in the episode of The Office where um, Pam does one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this episode, we were introduced to a new creepy kid, Ricky, yes. the creepster. Um, creepy little kids, they get me every time. They freak me out. I can't do it. Yeah. We have Kevin going hard, hard farm. We um, the, uh, see Betty Cooper's, which her house is on Elm Street, which I did not realize that was the name of her street. Mm-hmm. Um, that house, well, it meets its demise after being sold to a mystery buyer. Uh, we see Hiram and Gladys's little war kind of building up, and Veronica tries to um, make some money by turning her. I didn't realize the speakeasy was actually a secret because the entire town goes to it. Yeah, exactly. I and think it's not so much. I want to know the population in Riverdale um, because everybody's there, so it doesn't seem to be that secret. So she's turning it into a casino, and now we see that the FP, the new sheriff, is using uh, the Serpent Gang members as like eyes on the street. So where should we start? So many. I, let's start with, I think, the the biggest um moment of the entire episode and that's the new character ricky that creepy little kid trying to kill the red paladin yes uh branding himself uh with the not tattoo but um the symbol of sacrifice yeah Yeah. um as well as attacking archie with a knife and cutting him and archie's still protecting his dad because his dad walks in he's like go like don't even come in here yeah Where's Ricky after that moment, though? Good question, because we never saw him, right? Right. He's, like, gone. Yeah. After he, like, slashes Archie, he leaves the kitchen, and where does he... Is he hiding out? Where is he? Yeah, I I don't know. We we didn't see where he went to. Um, It's cool that they've introduced this new character. There's, you know, I mean, we still have a good bunch of episodes left in the season, but... um, we still don't really know the the true identity of the gargoyle. We know this kid's related to Joaquin. Is Joaquin's family somehow mm-hmm. uh, gargoyle heads? Yeah, we he's uh, his little brother. Have we, no, apparently they don't have parents, right? Well, Joaquin is his old Ricky's older brother. No, I know, but so where were their parents? Uh, I'm not sure. So that's a good question. Yeah, I'm not. Now Ricky sure. says that he has no family but his brother. And so he doesn't say that they're dead, though. Right. So maybe his family are the Gargoyle Kings. Could be. Um, He's just freaking creepy. And I'm wondering who he's playing the game with. Like, I know Gargoyles and 
dragons and all of whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it, but like, exactly who's playing the game? Right. Like, how many is there one? Big because he has the thing? card. Yeah. And is it the same card that was given to um, the the prison prison guy? Yeah. I yes. can't Remember his name anymore? Um. Yeah. I because it, it looked wrinkled. It looked used. It looked old. So. I'm going to go with, I'm assuming it's the same card. And I, yeah, I can't imagine there's a whole bunch of those, but I don't know. Again, I'm not, <laughs> I don't play. But the fact that he fooled Archie, it just, I mean, I think that kind of hurt him in a way because he opened up for this kid and tried to take care of him. He found a place for him and all of because that. Because Archie's stupid. Yeah, but it seemed like he was like, okay, well, I'm going to protect this kid. Yeah. I know what he's going through. I see myself in him. Yeah. And now he really can't Arch- trust anybody. Archie is so gullible, though. It's it's a, it's frustrating. That's true. Um, but I think Entertainment Weekly said that it's funny how we've shown now even a, a child is smarter than Archie. <laughs> well, so yeah, Ar- that's true. Archie's just kind of doofusy sometimes. Um, and uh, the season's not... <laughs> This season is not doing well for his character. And he, I think he's like all over the board with like his emotional. I don't know. It's I, I think this season's a little muddy, mm-hmm. um, especially not like I'm kind of tired of the Griffins and Gargoyles plot. I think they shouldn't have had so many faux resolutions because it tires me out. Right. When, once you think you've figured it out and then you're like, well, no, we still haven't. But it's not they're not doing it's not like true detective where you think you figure it out. And it's just very end where you didn't. Right. Or um. What's that one? Not not Stranger Things. Um, not beautiful. Sixth Sense. No, not Beautiful Lie. It's the HBO one. Um, Sharper Objects. Oh yes. Have you seen that? Have you watched? I that? haven't, but I started reading the book. Oh, it's good. There's a real. Oh, it's good. You got to watch it too. But that's how that's how that um, writer is, though. She is very like you think you she have it figured. Flynn. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You, she also did Gone, Gone Girl. Girl. Yeah. Um, you think you figure it out? No. You think you figure it out again? No. Yep. And then the end just mind blows you. Have you uh, read any other good thrillers lately? Um, not as of lately, but another one of our books I highly recommend mm-hmm. is Dark Places. Oh, cool. Okay. It is so good. Do not watch the movie because I watched the trailer and I was highly disappointed. Okay. I'll put that on my list. I do a lot of Audible. It um, is so so good. And it's Jillian Flynn. Yes. I, I just listened to one called The Silent Patient by, what is his name? It's like Alex something. Um, That was really good. It had a lot of, it had a good twist at the end. It was called uh, The Silent Patient by Alex Mickledies. Greek name. Um, <laughs> so yeah, do that one if you like a thriller. We like to read here at WCCB Charlotte yes, to keep our brains smart. <laughs> Um, really fast, can we talk about the farmies going on to the next one? Uh, I love the fact that they are calling them the farmies. Like, I think that's, yeah, so, that's hilarious. so hilarious. I'm like, really? But the farmies? And I, I don't, I hate how Kevin flipped so hard so on Betty. So fast. That, like, shows you it's cult-like mentality. They, it's almost like the people who try to recruit for ISIS. <laughs> they find yes. weak, weak, weak people who are, have... They feel like outcasts from society and mm-hmm. listening to a lot of like more caliphate stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I wonder how they find those people. Like they find them on Twitter and stuff like that. Like the ISIS people. Yeah. I was like, do you to some like PR article about it? How 
Like, think, do they like go under the hashtag ISIS? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag ISIS. No, I think it's um they've probably different chat rooms and such like that, and and they contact people. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know, and I don't want to know too much about. Yeah, I don't want to be googling that. Yeah, that's how do you current. contact ISIS? <laughs> yeah, like or how do they contact you? Yep. Then you're you know, watch. I, I listened to some book. Um, it was called. Oh my god! Hold on, let me go back to the Audible app. Um, it was. I was actually a little bit disappointed in this book, and no offense to the author, is a good author. Um, but oh, I deleted it. Well, we'll never know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I write all it's, my books down. It's forever gone. It's called. Um, the Girl at the Border by Leslie Archer. Oh, you know what? I saw that pop up as a suggestion for me. It was, they, that is part of the plot, but it most, it doesn't develop it to the very end. It was kind of dragged on. No, it, it was such an integral part of the plot. And then you, it doesn't get really developed. It's kind of like they didn't spend enough time on it. Mm-hmm. Or or hashing out that mystery of it. It was I don't know. I was a little disappointed. I'm sorry, Leslie Archer, but um, still a good read. Just uh, you, it really take it like they develop this really strong mystery plot with these characters, and then it takes like a 180 into that, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I think this was kind of really the point of it, but <laughs> you, she you, missed. The, you never got to it. Yeah, yeah. You only got to it a little bit at the end, and she should have developed it throughout the book a little bit more, I thought. So Kevin walks through uh, the rocks. He's also seen putting his hand over a flame. Um, Wait, he doesn't just walk through the rocks. He walks through the burning coals. Yes. Although walking on rocks is hard. Do you ever walk on a rocky beach? I mean, it hurts. It hurts a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, he I'm goes through all of this, and then he's obviously a big supporter. But at the end of the episode, you also see Betty put her hand or toying with the idea of the flame over the candle. Right, like she's getting a little, like she wants she's, to know what this is all about and how they're doing it. Why is like Kevin so into this? Why is he saying this is the best feeling he's ever had and that he feels so alive? Like why? Her best friend is now doing that. It's because he's never had Harris Teeter's mac and cheese. Oh my God, so good. Or Publix. There's always a point in this podcast where we get hungry. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think it's like she wants to know what she's missing out on and how they're able to do these mildly mystical things that, you know, like when she creeped in and saw them all holding their hands over the Bunsen burners right. or whatnot, like how are they able to do this? Um, and, you know, I think that can be like a mind over matter, zen thing which maybe i would get i'll get straight up burnt yeah i have no zen in me right now i'm working on it um but right a crystal i mean or something it's just it's really really weird and i hate the fact that she got blackmailed right away because she was writing a whole article about it and was about to publish it until the farmies came in farmies. and was like uh-uh we know about you killing that drug dealer we should make sure it's to say farmies Farming. Farmers. I make that sound. Okay. Have you ever watched the show Busy Tonight? No. Okay. Do you know what it's about? No. It's Busy Phillips has a talk show, but she t- does her S's like that, and it drives me bananas. <laughs> so she's like, oh, the farmies are going to come to class tonight. <laughs> it, oh, I'm like, you're, oh, I don't know. It just, she's not doing any favors for a late night female talk show host. <laughs> Sorry, Busy Phillips. Clearly, because I did not hear about it. Yeah, it's on um, E. Oh, 
Mm. Yeah, I think they're trying mm. to make a new like Chelsea Handler type show, and yeah, it's not. <laughs> but um. I did do a poll last night on my Twitter feed. Should Betty still post her story about the farmies and expose them? And 63% of people said, yes, she should continue to expose them. And 37 said, no, not yet because of the dirt they have on her. She's, I feel like all of them are immune. Um, I did a personal poll too of if anyone should sing again on Riverdale. Especially, <laughs> I was waiting for you the text. <laughs> especially uh, the adults. Um, and it was a unanimous in my apartment. Me and the turtle said no. <laughs> the turtle was not amused by the singing. I have a pet turtle. Um, yeah, so uh, I think that she should publish. Her. Even though with the murder she did with her mom, again, I think she's immune from stuff because I feel like, I mean, we're never going to see Betty Cooper go to jail long term, right? I, I also want to know if we'll see any more of Lachlan Monroe's character, uh, Hal Cooper, mm-hmm. um, and I want to know if we'll see any more of the brother, the real Chick Cooper. Yeah. So wait, the body's not able to be seen in the in the pond that they exposed the body and the car in, right? No, because remember FP dug it and buried it. Okay. Remember? So so then if that's true... It's not in there because FP handled so, it. So, yeah. So how would they be able to prove anything? They can unless they get like a Sarah Koenig type serial podcast going. <laughs> <laughs> unless Alice, Alice Smith now. Um, yeah, come on, girl. Says, oh, yeah, that, that happened. But she wouldn't, would she turn in her own daughter? Would she be like, yes, my yeah. daughter and I killed this man? I think man. she would. Really? Yeah, I think she would. She's a wild card when it comes to the parenting because that's what I'll miss about um, Fred Andrews is he was a really consistent parent. And FP kind of is too. Um, but the moms suck. But the, the, the uh, she was kind of a wild card where if it's like she thinks it's the greater good, she'll make Betty learn the lesson. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Um, but she, she, I think it's interesting they brought that that back up as blackmail because it reminds you that that was a loose end. Um, and, but I also think that that, that character of Eve, Evelyn, that she's getting, her acting's getting creepier and creepier. Yeah. Did you notice that? Even yes. just her facial expressions and like her walking back slowly and giving that deep yeah. stare. It's like, she was kind of dismissible dismiss. Is that a word? Yeah. Yes. Dismissible. Um, earlier on but now i think she's her like she's getting a little more strung out and creepy. as the farm is growing she's becoming more powerful yeah and i think that she has more power than it make people i think she's a little bit more of like um more powerful than people know right and again i still think that uh, edgar ever is not really her father i think he's everyone's father and i think mm-hmm. it's like chick cooper the real chick cooper and watch it turns out to be a statue and she's just on drugs I know, that and was taking weird. orders. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the the blossom blood is running strong through the veins of Betty Cooper because kind of relating to what Cheryl did, she lit the house on fire. Right. Like knew that was going to happen. <laughs> if I can't have you, nobody will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so would um, you do that? If your mom went crazy and was trying to sell your childhood home that you still lived in, would you send it? No. Why am I asking that? <laughs> yes, I would. No, we would do it. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, we had to move from New York and I didn't want to. I tried to lock the realtor out of my room. 
It didn't matter though. I didn't know that. I just thought it would delay the process. But they're like, I mean, it's a room. Just sell the house. Just sell that. You're gonna sell me in it. I like. Would, I was like, no, I'm second changing, and I wouldn't come out. But also, don't move your child in the middle of sixth grade. Yeah. Oh Advice yeah. Though. Sixth grade, especially. It worked out well, but we moved in December of sixth grade. Sixth grade. That's like the worst. The age. literal worst time to move. Okay. Oh my God. I still will never know fractions. <laughs> I like came in on the middle of them in North Carolina and, and the schooling down here is really different. Wake County school system is very different. Um, and it's massive. I mean, we rode the same bus as the high schoolers in middle school. Oh we my God. Dropped them off first. Yep. It's, I was in a very small town. And so I went from a tiny, tiny little school a huge oh you're just a number and mm-hmm. then they actually they put me on didn't accidentally do it they just didn't explain it well we had you did you have teams growing up like a b and c no so um we had teams down here where you're in a b or c and that determined like which set of teachers you had and which lunch you went to they put me on a and b and so I, I, there are times, there's definitely a week where I ate two lunches every day because I didn't know because I was like, well, I'm supposed to be with these people from this class. Why are they taking so long to get here? And, right. and so then I finally figured out, but like, I'm not sure how much math I missed, but I still can't do fractions well. I'll <laughs> never learn it. It's just not like you, you really need it. There's some things you're not going to learn. Yeah. You're just not going to. That's okay. That's okay. It's not like you I'm use fractions profession. every single day. I don't. And I have a... a I have a calculator for these. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't even worry about it. You're a good girl. Mm-hmm. I won't tell your secret. I know. <laughs> um, oh, should we get into a little bit of the Hiram Gladys? Yes. Uh, she should never sing ever again. Period. Yeah. What is, like, do people just say, like, hey, can you write me in a little song this week? I'm trying to drop an album. You know what was so funny? I was watching, so Gina Gershon is the actress on this, right? Right. Then I watched Schitt's Creek right after, and mm-hmm. Catherine O'Hara's character made a, a funny reference to Gina, reference to Gina Gershon singing in something, or like perform, she beat her out for a role, and I was like, that is so weird. That's so Weirdly weird. coincidental, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so maybe, I don't know. Which, maybe I guess maybe talk. Gina Gershon is a, is she a stage actress? I would think so. Maybe. I'm, I mean, I could see it for sure, and especially, you know... I don't know much about her career, but I just usually the music is just all right. I could take it or leave it. I know that I you're like, leave it. Like, leave it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could take it or leave it. But last night, man, it was just not good. I wonder if that's how they get around some of the licensing for music. Oh, maybe. As if they do a karaoke version of it. And I, I thought for sure she was really going to kick I thought she was gonna, yeah, don't say front. like a Joe Joan Jett character and then be like, here's my ballad. <laughs> also, Joan Jett plays a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's but not forget she's a musician. Ends up getting kicked out. Um, Har- uh, like Mr. Lodge's uh, friend. What was his name? Douchebag McGee. Yes. So gets kicked out because he was heckling her and causing she, problems. She was going to get violent on it. So it was pr- really to protect him that she got kicked Right. Kicked you out. know, and so it just started getting out of control with Mr. Lodge and Mrs. Jones kind of like walking around like they own the place. And Ronnie decided, uh-uh, no more. Ends up hiring the Pretty Poisons and for security. That name makes me... <sighs> <laughs> I get it. All the names are like meant to be like that on the show. Right. The pretty poisons. Um, and Tony was like, all right, well, 
thanks for the money. I don't need to ask for permission from Cheryl, even though Ronnie's like, do you need to ask for permission? Yeah. Which Tony's like, screw you. This is mine. Like, and Look Cheryl, honey, I got you a gang. Cheryl is not gang. happy about it. There is trouble in that paradise. paradise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you think they'll break up? I think they'll break up. They have to for a moment. And then Tony's going to go back to the serpents and pretty poisons are going to be against the serpents yep. and it'll be a little going to be a fight gang war yep well we'll look forward to that <laughs> no i feel sad they'll break up but it's high school you guys aren't getting married and if you do that's rare yeah <laughs> but i i do like them together but i also really really love that there is conflict yeah because it's i think on any show just happy relationships get a little boring unless it's a show like The Office where it's more real lifey stuff. Right. Um, soap operas are meant to keep having the drama. And this show is a, is effectively a soap opera. Yes, exactly. It really is. Um, next week's episode, chapter 50, is called American Dreams. And I'll read you the synopsis. Jughead questions his mom's motives for returning. An unexpected encounter brings Archie back into the world of griffins and gargoyles. Veronica reveals a damaging secret to Betty. Ooh, I wonder what that secret is. Hmm. What could the secret be? Hmm. What could be the secret? Is it, Who is it damaging? I mean, uh, let's see. Ronnie knows a lot. Um, well, maybe the secret is... The, something with Jughead? Or maybe the secret is something about her own debt or something. I don't know. But, and like, nobody knows it. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, like, okay, so let's think about what is um, pretty big happening with Ronnie right now. She has to pay off both. Oh, I know what it is. What? She tells her about Gladys. Oh, yeah, that could be it, that she knows it. And that and that will uh, c- cause a rift between her and um, Jughead. Buddy yes. and Jughead, yeah. Yep. Even though then um, Jughead starts figuring it out, too, but... But Betty knows it. Yeah, that'll be. Yep, that's what it is. Ugh, that's, that's yeah, that should be, be an interesting episode. And it is next week. We actually have a few episodes in a row. Then there's kind of a break at the beginning of April. Um, and then it's back through. We have a bunch coming up. Um, so, yeah, the season, you know, I thought the season was like ramping, like ramping down. And really, there's a whole bunch left. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how many episodes? CW does like 23. Oh, CW announcement. Arrow is ending next season with a 10 episode arc. Ooh. So Arrow is the creation of the Arrowverse. So it is while I think the show has run its course, it is kind of like it is. I think it's a big milestone for CW because that's what really put it on the map. That right. show was unlike anything. All those superhero, the modern day superhero show, um, it really, I think, sprang from Arrow and mm-hmm. and all of the shows. They even have um, surpassed Arrow in popularity, like The Flash, Supergirl, now Black Lightning, and we have the upcoming Batwoman, which I'm pretty sure will start at the oh, end of episode. Oh man, 10. I could not wait for that. I bet Stephen Amell will be still playing the character at times. Um, I would think so. Yeah, because he's so cool, and they. I don't think they would like kill him off or something. They'll give him. They'll give that. Uh, they'll give his character a, a fair ending, but um all those shows wouldn't be possible if it weren't for the arrow and the arrowverse and i really do still like how when they have the crossover episodes they still keep him as like the patriarch of the whole group because really he is um oliver queen came first 
the flash spun off from that mm-hmm. supergirl spun off from well not really supergirl was on cbs but then legends uh, black lightning is not in the arrowverse um but then batwoman is very much so and i think that will be the um successor to arrow so well, yeah shout out to the arrow writers and all of them because they've done a really great job for a really long time yeah i and, I mean, really established themselves. Yeah, they really, I mean, they created a pop culture wave. You know, people, they're like, eh, it shows. But you don't, you don't, and if you're not at the conventions and stuff like I am, and like, personally, like, I, you know, it's been a life-changing thing working at the CW and getting involved with all the comic book shows because the CW shows, people who watch the CW, it tends to be more of a lifestyle and then a um, fandom. Like, or, or it is a fandom, but t- in, instead of being like, oh, I like watching, I don't know, like, This Is Us. You don't like then go to big This Is Us conventions and cosplay as them. You know, I mean, maybe somebody does. I mean, we should start one and then start start getting rich. Yeah, but I mean, these these writers of these shows and the people who create the comic books, let's not forget them, they create these kind of um, pop culture trends that really define certain eras and times in people's life. And, and I think it's, we, we joke because it seems sometimes like we're doing an unimportant thing here with media, but you need entertainment, especially in today's climate. And I think it's just really interesting and really something special that they were able to do a successful trending sh- TV show. Usually it's movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact that it kept going from season to season to season and it was a successful TV series. Yeah. That shows how good it was. And the, uh, the DC TV shows are way better than the movies. Mm-hmm. I have high hopes for uh, Shazam. Looks pretty funny like mm-hmm. Ant-Man. But so far, no, none of them have done justice. But hopefully maybe the, um, they'll have a, a good, the this, this second run at Suicide Squad will be funny. Because I think they're we'll getting a new director on that. So keep your eye out for all the DC movies coming up. I'm going to see Shazam. That looks like a good one. It does look like a good one. Um, but other than that, I think it's time to go. I think it's time to leave. My stomach is about to growl. We're closing out. At Just Just WCCB. And at Nomi Burton. Make sure you visit ScottClark.com. Yeah, bye. This is the Riverdale Rewind, brought to you by Scott Clark Auto Group. 